0: Hi hey everybody, you're listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show.
1: This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now.
0: This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our Life page, vote Podcast.
1: Fox is a rigger. And Maya is a bottom. We're rope partners who have been doing rope together for about four years now. We're excited to share our passion for rope with you from our beautiful city of Bangkok, Thailand. Maya, our episode today is sponsored by Friction Live and we thank them very much for their help. Can you remind us a bit what Friction Live does?
0: Um, so Friction Live provides education um, online uh, from wherever you are in the world, of different types of classes with um, BDSM and rope well, educators.
1: And you can watch them live. You can also watch them recorded, which we use sometimes because of time differences. And it's really nice because we basically wake up the next day and at some point in the day we get our video link and we can watch it in our own time.
0: Yeah, that's right. And we've watched some great um, educators, which we would never have had access to otherwise. So we very much recommend them. Um, And you can go and check them out at frictionlive.ca.
1: Yes, you can. Thank you, Friction Live.
0: And today, we are going to talk about micro-bondage. Oh,
1: Maya, micro-bondage.
0: So what is micro-bondage, folks?
1: Maya, micro-bondage is when you tie with a rigger who has a really small penis.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Maya, micro-bondage is bondage where you tie up smaller bits of the body with... Smaller rope.
0: Okay. Um, So what kind of bits of the body are you going to tie up?
1: Usually things we see in micro-bondage can include tying the hands and fingers, tying the feet and the toes, tying on the face, different features of the face, even tying the tongue. Mm. That's a bit rarer, but that's certainly something interesting that I've seen. Uh, Tying the ears. Tying to body hair, like pubic hair, for instance, you could tie to with micro bondage, and of course tying the genitals.
0: Okay, so it sounds like the usual five, six, eight millimeter ropes that we see probably wouldn't be great for that. So, what do we use for micro bondage?
1: Well, you and I, we have a preference for using hemp rope for everything. Yes, we do. So we have specific four millimeter diameter hemp rope. And that is what we use for our micro bondage. But there are many other options and small diameter hemp rope or jute is not necessarily readily available where you are. So you can do your micro bondage with yarn, you can do your micro bondage with a piece of string, you can even in some cases do micro-bondage using dental floss yes, instead and, of Yes, and
0: um, I've seen a great picture of someone doing the tongue with dental floss, which I'll put into the show notes.
1: Uh, yeah, that picture is amazing and very impressive. Maya, why do you think people might want to do micro-bondage?
0: Um, so I think there are a few different reasons. The first is um, the intricacy of it can be very decorative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and people can really like the look of having those... Um, little mini ropes um over a particular part of the body um and they're also quite good for self-tying um so if you're focused on a very small part of the body then um you have your you can potentially have both your hands to tie that part of the body
1: okay that's interesting
0: um and I think it's good for the uh rigor too why why is that what what do you why do you do it
1: I would say, first of all, it's a nice way to complete the aesthetic of a tie. You have a more macro tie with, let's say, a chest harness, some leg rope, maybe it's a suspension, maybe it's on the floor. And adding micro bondage can allow you to layer on an additional layer of detail. And especially if you're going to do photography, it can help make your photography more original or more interesting. So that's one thing and then on the feeling side if you focus on something small and intricate as a rigger if you're the kind of person who enjoys that and in the same way that for instance some people uh, enjoy assembling and painting models uh, doing something very intricate can get you into a nice mind space and get you into a certain kind of flow because you're doing such small, precise movements with your hands and fingers.
0: Okay, nice. Um, And from the bottom perspective, um, I like, um, and we'll talk about this a bit more in a minute, head uh, micro-bondage because of the feeling that it Mm -hmm. gives me. Um, And I think for both tops and bottoms...
1: Because you're a tall rope head.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. Oh, dear. Um, I think... um, for tops and bottoms, it can be good for fetishes. Um, so obviously, if you have a feet fetish, then spending a lot of time being tied or tying your feet um, might be, uh, not for everybody, but might be something that would enhance your fetish.
1: Mm. Yeah, we do have a friend who really loves rope on her feet. And having her feet tied tightly. And she really has a good time whenever that happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I really like my feet being tied. But I don't so much like my toes being tied. So Mm. your mileage may vary.
1: People are funny about feet, Maya. (laughs) Like some people will kill you if you try to touch their feet at all.
0: Yeah, it's true. We've had a number of people who've had feet in their limits.
1: Uh, Yeah, even one person who refused to take her uh, socks off for doing rope. Yes,
0: Yes. which is something that I encourage you to do always when we are doing rope or other things anyway you, mean, you want the
1: rigger to take his socks off is I that really to... say? yeah hey guys this is Fox coming in for a short break we really love making this podcast and sharing it with you but your support can really help us pay for the hosting the equipment and other critical costs so if you like this podcast and you want to support us you can do so at ropepodcast.com. dot com you'll find ways to buy rope tutorials and gear so we get a small commission from your purchase at no extra cost to you in addition, you could also donate to us directly on our Patreon, either as a one-off amount or monthly support that can be as little as the price of a cup of coffee. If you can't afford to do that, that's okay. Just enjoy the podcast and maybe tell a kinky friend or two about it. Now back to today's episode.
0: So from a bottom perspective, um, I wanted to dig into a bit more about what it feels like. Um, mm-hmm. You've talked a bit about what it feels like from a top perspective already. Um, it's a, for me it's a really nice rope feeling. Uh micro bondage tends to take quite a lot of time. Um and and obviously from a top perspective that gives you flow. From a bottom perspective, you have that feeling of rope on your body for a long time and that for me adds to my uh spaciness. So I super like as I said my head um being tied because it feels like having a head cage almost. Um, and it, for some reason, gives me a very subby feeling. Um, and just head rope alone makes me feel quite spacey, quite subby. Um, but I do prefer it when I have micro bondage and there's other rope on my body. Um, because micro bondage is in one specific place. Mm-hmm. So often um, a rope bottom might want their hands or feet tied. So they feel restricted while you tie the detail um so it's worth kind of talking to them and understanding that um because for me that's that's definitely a preference although i enjoy it on its own we talked about foot bondage hands i um sometimes find a bit scary because it's very easy for your circulation to get um cut off in your hands when you're doing micro bondage um and so just making sure that you know the difference between to the extent you can between nerve um, injury and between, um, blood circulation is useful. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean sensation wise, being able to wise, tell yeah.
1: from the sensation if you think it's more likely to be one or the other?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think some bottoms, um, from our discussions with them will get bored of micro bondage.
1: Definitely. Um, if it's a bottom who's more into the result and then the process. <laughs> micro bondage might be on the longer side for them. They might want something that gets finished quicker. And also if your bottom is, or you as a bottom are interested in movement, in more densey, high physical interaction type of rope, micro bondage tends to not be that. It tends to be fairly static.
0: And I would also note that um it can give you some weird sensations. So, mm-hmm. obviously, tongue micro-bondage I-, I don't do because um I have issues with material in my mouth. You
1: don't do yet, sweetie.
0: No, because I have issues with material in my mouth and it's gross. But uh, head rope is a really interesting one because if you have rope on your head and the rope rubs together, um it sends vibrations through your skull that can feel a bit like... Uh, the dentist and in fact I think you've had bottoms give you that feedback that um, they weren't so keen on the head bondage because of that sensation right?
1: Definitely the bone vibrating is something some people do not enjoy. I've also had at least one person who's given me feedback that they didn't enjoy rope over the eyes because it was scared, the pressure on the eyes. Yeah, that's, actually, that's a them.
0: great, um, great point that there, there can be quite a lot of pressure. And also on the the bridge of your nose. Mm-hmm. So if you cover the eyes with rope, which we've done quite often, you can get quite a lot of pain on the bridge of your nose or underneath your nose. There's a pressure point and you can end up... Um, pressing on that so i think there's quite a lot to learn with micro bondage about the subtleties of the human body which you Mm -hmm. might not realize like you think oh the nose is a good anchor point for my rope and so you put a rope underneath it and then the bottom's feeling like they've got a pressure point on the whole time which they may or may not enjoy
1: i mean it's true that the nose is a great anchor point you go up one nostril and (laughs) once again the other one and that's very oh
0: that would be (laughs)
1: Grim. <laughs> so, uh, how- yeah, I, I agree with what you said about needing to know anatomy of the face, for instance, if you're going to be doing face rope, and also realizing how much it differs from one individual to the other. Even if you have a good knowledge of anatomy, you might be surprised by the sensations that a specific person ends up liking or not liking.
0: Yeah. And I think it's quite difficult also Um Different parts of the smaller parts of the body, like the head, the head is a ball and tying a, a spear, sphere, yeah, is not, um, super easy. Um, and you might want to use those anchor points like ears and eyes and noses at the bottom doesn't super want you to do. Mm. So, how do you use it in a scene? Like, we've done this quite a lot, you've done it with a number of people. How do you use it?
1: The way I use it most often is as a finishing touch to a tie so i've already done my main tie and then i look at places that don't have rope on them so if i have some pair of feet hanging out (laughs) no rope on the feet yet not being used in the main suspension i might grab a smaller piece of rope and add a little something to the feet so that they don't feel lonely in the tie that can also allow you to do some really nice things Aesthetics-wise, if your scene is supposed to have a certain feeling or a certain style, you can communicate that in interesting ways using the micro-bondage. And for instance, if your scene has a very Japanese look, you can micro-bondage in a certain way. If you're going for, let's say, a European medieval look, you would use a different type of knotting a different type of micro bondage to convey that look that's coherent with the rest of your scene.
0: Okay um, and I think you can also use it um, as a scene itself so if you have Definitely. Um, limited space so you're a crowded jam and you don't have very much much room or if you have limited mobility so um, the person you're tying um, has areas that they they can't or don't want rope on because of an injury or a disability. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tie a smaller part of the body and make a scene of it in yourself.
1: Yeah. A typical case is, for instance, you have a bottom who has a broken leg or a broken ankle and they're not confident that they can enjoy the normal rope experience because of that. You can basically sit them down and do a micro bondage scene just on their face if that's something they're comfortable with. And that is going to require a little movement in the rest of their body.
0: Yeah. But it's not a quick activity, right? So we need to have plenty of time um, and uh, make sure that we plan for that if Mm. we're going to
1: do it. It's Um, not quick and it's not something you want to rush usually.
0: Yeah, because it's quite intricate. Mm. Um, But it can also be good if you can't take a lot of um, gear or rope with you or other bits and pieces and toys like the rope, the... Um, material that you're using is much smaller, so it will fit in a pocket.
1: Yes, and because the body part you're tying is also smaller, the same length of rope will go a long way, like a great many number of wraps around it, so you don't usually end up using many coils. I think the most intricate head ties we've ever done have not used more than three coils of rope.
0: Okay. Um, and we talked about um, the enhancement of enjoyment of a particular body part, like feet or yeah. um, face or whatever.
1: And that can come from either side. That can be a body part the bottom really enjoys having played with, or that can be a body part that the top has some particular interest for. Okay. So look out for my book on ass bondage coming out <laughs> later this year.
0: Oh, dear. That would be quite a book. Luckily, we don't have time for that. I'm going to recording. call it shinawa. So, what about safety? We've talked um, a bit about this already. We like
1: safety, Maya. We're in favor of it.
0: We are, and um, to the extent that we can actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's. So, we talked about eyes. We did. Um, So other soft bits um, you might put pressure
1: on. Yeah, there are a number of softer bits on the face that don't like to be squished too hard. And you were talking about the nose. Yeah. And in general, when you have those more delicate pieces of cartilage, you want to be a bit gentle with the kind of pressure you're going to put on them.
0: Yeah. And hands we talked about as well. That's obviously mm-hmm. quite um, important.
1: So what you find in hands is small joints and... Once again, you want to be gentle with those, because a lot of tight pressure on a finger joint can be, well, A, very unpleasant, and B, definitely dangerous.
0: Yeah, and toes also. Um, I have a clicky um, left big toe, you and I have think a clicky that's from, toe, come from, both. like, we've messed around with it quite a lot, and it's now Is it the one tricky? with
1: the suspension from?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So you heard it first, dear listeners. <laughs> Doing single toe suspensions will give you a kick toe.
0: yeah Yeah. Um, so so Handle With Care, um, it's a less common type of play. Very true. Um, and we did some searching on FetLife, and um, I really found quite limited number of things, groups and stuff like that tag. Now, I'm absolutely sure that... There is lots of stuff out there, so mm-hmm. please do send us or put in the comments of the episode oh,
1: that would be nice.
0: links to other micro-bondage because I'm super interested. I'll put some in the show notes as well that we've done and that we found other people doing. Um But because it's a less common type of play, the effects aren't super well documented, um, and so you really need to be careful. Um And there's a rope injury report um of... An, a, an injury that was caused by adding micro bondage to a tie that then added pressure in ways on other parts of the tie that they hadn't really thought, thought was going to happen. And I'll put a link to that as well. Um, so you just really need to be careful of uh, blood circulation being restricted in those very small parts of mm-hmm. the body.
1: And you want to be careful of the small nerves that might be closer to the surface than when uh, you tie on the limb, for instance. Uh, the nerves on the face are going to be much closer to the skin than the nerves on the leg, let's say.
0: So that's all from us at the Rope Podcast.
1: Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and come friend us on our Life page, Rope Podcast. You can find all the ways to support us so we can record more episodes like this one on our website, ropepodcast.com.
0: We love questions from listeners, so drop us a message on FET and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening
1: and have fun tying.